0: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race, hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, WBEZ's show on news, politics, and more. Rivals don't usually cheer each other on, but two Chicago high school football coaches do. They're united by a love of the sport, the excitement of having the opportunity to coach and break barriers in the process. Coach Konisha Ria of the DuSable Panthers and Coach Jocelyn Mayfield of the Finker Titans are only the second and third women football head coaches in Chicago Public League history and the first two black women coaches in the state of Illinois. When their teams faced off a couple weeks ago, it was the first time a game was coached by two black women coaches. Congratulations to you both, Coach Kay and Coach Nikki, as you're both known for making history. Coach K, I'll start with you. Has it sunk in yet?
1: It sunk in, I think, during the uh, Star Spangles banner that it was real and it was happening. And, yeah, pretty exciting yeah. times. I can
0: imagine. What does it feel like, Coach Nikki, to be in the middle of all this excitement, right? You're record-setting, and you're not just watching from the sidelines.
2: Um, That felt like... I was watching, like, my like I was just watching somebody else because at that moment, it was like, this is not real. It was like, all these years, I've just poured myself into coaching, you know, and teaching, you know, youth football. So it was like, at that moment, it was like, take a step out of yourself, out of your body, and look at yourself, mm-hmm. you know. But it was amazing. It was a wonderful to be playing, you know, with, and against my
0: sister. I love that. You're you're used to pouring into these youth, pouring into others, but now all of a sudden the spotlights on you and it's like, "Wait, what wait a minute now. <laughs> what what's yes. happening?"
1: Definitely. Yes. We like to not be the center of attention. And so this has been hard for both of us a, a lot.
0: Yeah. Aren't you glad this yes. is radio and uh, not television? <laughs> yes, definitely. definitely. No cameras. So, Coach K, you you played football as a kid?
1: Um, what is it that you love about the sport? You get to hit people and not be punished. Mm-hmm. Man, I did the wrong path.
0: I took the wrong path. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh my goodness, I think so. So, so I'm I'm curious. Like, did you play like uh, from elementary
1: school? Was this a high school pickup? I I literally played like six years old. Um, I went to visit my aunt one weekend and. The boys were playing down the street, and I'm like, oh, I want to play. And they said, girls can't play. Yeah, okay, let me see. And it was Kill a Man, and once I hit him, I was in love, and we've played ever since.
0: What about you, Coach Nikki? What drew you to football?
2: Um, again, my oldest son played football. Uh, I already liked the sport, but it was just like I just wanted to understand more, you know, like offense. You know, offense was always like like a different language to me, you know, because I've always been aggressive, so defense came easy, you know, but it was like when my son was playing offense, it was like I was scratching my head like, you want him to do what? And, you know, slam <laughs> here and you know, what are these exits for? You know, so I just would always ask the coach, you know, he was on offense, what does a jab step mean? You know, and the coach was like, well, you got a good eye for defense. Why don't you come and play? So it was just me just being inquisitive like I want to know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Uh and coach K, I'm thinking of your trajectory, right? So you go from playing in the sandlots as a kid to playing on an adult team to being a defensive coordinator, now you're a head coach.
1: Wow, we try. We try. It is a natural progression when you love some when you love a sport so much and then on top of that you love teaching kids, it's just the pattern. It's just the pattern. Um, I probably would have played more years had I not torn my ACL, but I am thankful to uh, a lady by the name of Angela McNair, whose grandson was playing for the Hurricanes, Bridgeport Hurricanes, um, for inviting me out to to try out. And those coaches said, okay, you know what you're talking about. You have a good rapport with kids, so we're going to give you an opportunity to coach youth football. Mm -hmm. And it's from that that – I was able to show that I know something. Mm-hmm. Um prove that I know something cuz mm-hmm. you know inevitably as women we have to prove, we have to prove. that we yeah. know something. Um and then I was given afforded the opportunity to coach a disciple.
0: Yeah. Funny how we always remember who put us on, right? We always remember that first person that gave us a shot. I mentioned earlier about you being a defensive coordinator. You were defensive coordinator for DuSable. When this head coach position opened up, your players went to the principal's office, I understand it, and they were like, you need to hire her.
1: What is that like? I love my boys that that, um, went to bat for me. Uh, I have the... The the leader, Dontrell Reed, is at, he's a red shirt for Olivet Nazarene. Um, You have Chandre, you have Chris, you have Michael now, who is a senior. Um, You have Lorenzo. They went, because of the knowledge and what I instilled in them, they wanted me back. And so I was very honored, very, very honored.
0: That's pretty cool. So Coach Nikki, what got you into coaching?
2: My son, you know, I, my eighth grade teacher used to always tell me, Jocelyn, you're going to be the next Gwendolyn Brooks. And i was be like, I'm not going to be writing no books, you know. And she was <laughs> like, no, I mean, always, like, look at it as for as giving back, you know, like giving back to the community, giving back to the kids, because I always used to ask, can I go read to the preschoolers? Can I go do something with the younger kids? And it kept me out of trouble, because, I was like, I could cut up sometimes. And when my teacher found out, like, you know, she really worked well with the kids. And that's always been my passion. So it was like I had my son. It was like, let's go out to this game. Let's go to this practice. And I would see, like, a kid firing off the ball wrong. And just for me watching football and sports all the time, I would be like, oh, no, you should fire off like this. And then – um. Coach Bibbs just was like, from the Canaryville Alliance. he was like, and Coach Mike was like, you need to come and coach. Because I was literally one game coaching from the sidelines, mm-hmm. and I would never forget Coach Mike was always like, Michael Pierce was always like, do this, do that. But it was everything that I was saying. And he was just, you know, calling it out. And the kids was doing it. And they both came was like, yeah, I think you should go down with the PV because they need help down there. And the head coach of the Wee, who was um, his name was Coach Dave. And he was like, yeah, sure, and that's where that's how I became this, you know, right. a historic young woman, or a black woman, coaching football, yeah. here at Finger.
0: Absolutely, and you have referred to her a number of times so far as your sister. Talk to us about how you met Coach K, and and how she encouraged you to keep going, keep coaching.
2: Well great coach I had the <laughs> I had the great opportunity of playing I don't remember if she was the PB coach but I know she was the coach she was loud and I would never forget they stepped off the bus and I was like that's a lady coach you know and it was almost like I wasn't a lady coach but it was like like that's somebody that looks like me over on the other side and she was loud I was loud And it was like we just, like, jailed every since. You know, there's never a day. You know, I had the um, pleasure of coaching two of her kids that came from the hurricane. They actually wound up coming to the South Side Wolfpack. Cohen, beautiful kid. His father also coached with Coach K. So we were always some kind of way still in tune because every day I'd be like, man, you talk to Coach K or tell Coach K this and you know, so I, I got a chance to meet her on the other side, but she was never on the other side. Once we met, she was always family.
0: Yeah, I love that. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with two women women. Who are setting records and breaking glass ceilings as the first two black women head football coaches in Illinois? Jocelyn Mayfield, aka Coach Nikki, is at Christian Finger Academy High School in Roseland. And Konisha Rhea, who's known as Coach K, is at DuSable, which is a team of students from Daniel Hale Williams Prep and Bronzeville Scholastic Academy. So, Coach K, when you think about breaking glass ceilings, right? When I think of it, I don't always think of doing that together with someone else. I think of maybe, you know, someone setting some major record before me, and then here I come way later trying to smash that or trying to, you know, excel. But you two, you're doing this together. You've got such a bond. You're lifting each other up. You're getting these opportunities and this recognition.
1: Why is that important to you? Because it's always I'm my sister's keeper, you know, it's our duty as we get these opportunities to reach back and grab because people paved the way for me. Like Jen Weltner, the first woman NFL coach. If it wasn't for her, then women wouldn't start, look wouldn't be looked at, you know, playing football, same difference. So when I met Coach Nikki and she was yelling across the, the field, I was yelling across the field, I'm like – Come on, <laughs> you know. And so we saw each other at Glacier K- Clinic. We always see each other at Glacier Clinic. Um, but this past year, she was like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, OK, so when you coming? I don't know. And she had it under her belt that her principal had already asked. And she didn't tell me. And so I am just elated to see that I got to see in my lifetime, while I'm even still coaching, yeah. somebody who looks like me across the field, that not just that, but somebody who I know for a fact is mm-hmm. just as passionate about this game, about giving kids a better understanding of the game and teaching them life lessons as I am. So that's everything.
0: You're opening doors not just for other women coaches, but for girls who want to play football. They're watching you too.
1: What keeps you hopeful for their futures, Coach K? That they play. I've seen since... I started playing in 2011. I've seen Utah have a whole girls league. I've seen more young women playing the sport. I've seen the talent level, the amount of training that these women of the WFA, the WNFL. uh, Oh, my goodness. I can't think of who uh, the Washington Prodigies uh, League is, but I've seen them shine. Um, I've did a stint in semi-pro, men semi-pro. And I always would be like, well, no, girls, look, don't follow what the men did with a bunch of semi-pro leagues because the more leagues, the more people, it, you know, the talent pool got, was decreased. But they're, they're proving me wrong because at every level they are kicking, butt. the coaches, the coaches are very good. the, women are wanting to to learn Mm -hmm. and so they're showing the girls hey in high school look at I can't think of her name but she had the um, commercial she's the first one to get a college scholarship as a positional player not just as a kicker so it's just showing that there is room for us so we're gonna kick down doors take our shine and go for it yeah
0: let's uh let's talk about the recent game coach Nikki what was going through your mind as you were facing off
2: Last week. So, it it just was, let's go out and play finger-tight and football, you know. But at the same time, I kept telling my boys, like, you know, this is family, you know. So, let's be, you know, let's play the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know how to play the game. But at the same time, let's be respectful. That's my sister over there. You know, know some kids, you know, do a lot of extra talking when they mm-hmm. hit somebody. And, you know, that's to me, that's not finger football. You know, I, I understand, you know, football is aggressive. But, you know, we family. Let's go out there and just play the game of football. You know, you love the sport. She loves the sport. I love the sport. And let's go out and do it. You know, yeah. let's play finger and sabo football. You
0: know I, a, go ahead. And I noticed the referee who did the coin toss there, also a woman, which seems yes. to me like the icing on the cake. Was that impactful for you at all, Coach Nikki?
2: It definitely was. Um, I, I just kept saying, girls rule. And I don't know if anybody know it or not, I actually asked one of the young men who's a current uh, doctor um, from the University of Chicago. Uh, he graduated the program where I coach at now, the Southside Wolfpack, Abdullah Pratt. I asked him, I actually told him about what was going on and that, you know, it was going to be, two African-American women, and, um, you know, we were going to, you know, make history. And she was like, oh, he was like, oh, man, I think that's pretty dope. I would like to reach out to some of my colleagues and some of the medical students and have an all-female medical staff out there. So we also had an all-female medical staff as well.
1: Wow, I had no idea. Wow, that's incredible. It was women everywhere. Powerful yeah, women. We,
2: was, we came out. Then, we, we what the kids say? We showed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did. And,
2: and I want to
0: give congratulations to you and your team, Coach Nikki. Yes. You, you won.
2: I did. I, I, that was my first win with the young men, and um, they were elated. You know what I'm saying? They were taken back by, like, we can really play this game. You know, um, going into the game, a lot of the kids was like, Oh, you know, like, Coach Nikki what's going to happen? I'm like, man, we got to go out there and just do our job. You know, I'm a big person that always tell, you know, everybody has a job to do. If you're on the O-line, you got to block. You yeah. know, if you're the quarterback, you got to, you know what I'm saying, look at what's going on. You know, pay attention to the defense before you throw the ball. So, it was just like they were unsure if they can go out and do the job, you know, and it was like I just kept talking to them like, you guys got this. Let's just play single football, and yeah. once that made it through that toss, they the lights came on and they they were ready.
0: That's the confidence they need from a from a good coach. Uh, and Coach K, how are you feeling about that game overall? I mean, you've said it was still a win for you and your team.
1: Um, definitely, they've gotten better. Most of my team, over half of my team, are freshmen and sophomores, um, and so each game they get better. Um, they still had a, a good time. No one gave up. There were no outbursts. Which is the goal. Which is the goal. Um, And so it was a win. They learned.
0: Exactly. They live and they learn. Uh, Do you think you'll be matched
1: up again, your teams? We're hoping so. That We're hoping that we can finish both of our seasons out with wins so that we can meet in our divisional championship.
0: Yeah. Before we go, I wonder the kind of attention you're hoping will be given moving forward to your players and, and your schools.
1: So both all three schools, finger, Bronzeville, Scholastic, um, Daniel Hale Williams are all principled by three black women that are amazing and they do their best to recruit students. All schools are, um, are in buildings that are under housed. Um, and so we're hoping that this attention brings students. It brings resources, um, to our smaller rebuilding programs, you know, whether it's um, help, you know, there's not always enough coaches. There's not enough uniforms. There's not enough water, Gatorade, ice. And you said underhoused a moment ago. What does that mean? So, for instance, Disable used to have 4,000 students in it. Now we have under two. Finger, I believe, has under its way, under its capacity as well. And it's just, you know, because of charter schools, because of so many options, kids go elsewhere. Um, The feeder system has changed. So. We are in need, especially smaller programs like ours, where Disable, this is year three, but they had they hadn't had a team in a couple of years. Finger didn't have a team last year. Correct, Jocelyn? Correct. Uh, Nikki. So it's rebuilding you have to get a pipeline going you got to get incoming freshmen to come on board you have to have sophomores juniors you know people have to want to come to your school yeah you know it's not just the the wonderful principals and the wonderful staff that are willing to teach your kids the people have to be there for them to do so Mm -hmm. so hopefully you know Us being in center of attention now will draw people to the school because then they know, hey, we're getting emails from University of Illinois. We're getting uh, emails from Iowa. We're getting emails from, you know, all types of schools that say, hey, send me your prospect list for 2024, 2023. I surely can. Here you go. And that means something. So we're able to use this to get our kids seen, which means that they have an opportunity to go to college debt free. And that's where the goal is. That would be awesome. That Amen. is Konisha Ria who
0: coaches DuSable. That's a team of students from Daniel Hale Williams Prep and Bronzeville Scholastic Academy. And Jocelyn Mayfield, who coaches at Christian Finger Academy High School in Roseland. Thank you both. And again, congratulations.
1: Thank you you so much. much. You're welcome.
2: Hey, I love you.
1: Love you too. (laughs) Oh God, you guys are so cute. All right,
2: bye.
0: This episode of Reset was produced by Linnea Dominic. It was edited by Andrew Merriweather. Enjoying the show? Then why don't you subscribe to our podcast? We have so many interviews and conversations for you to listen to. And don't forget to leave us a rating. That helps more listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your
2: smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.